We're back. <laughs> and we're back. Hello and welcome to episode three of the RSL Random Fan Podcast. We just spent the evening together watching the game and uh, we have a few random thoughts about the game, correct? Yes, absolutely. Yes. So, so many thoughts. So it was an interesting lineup to start with. There were a ton of players unavailable. Zach Farnsworth, who hasn't been inva- available for a couple of seasons now. Mm. Not that he's going to have an impact anyway. Right. Aaron Herrera was out for... What he did in Portland. The infamous red card. Which he, he earned. He probably could have gotten red carded before that moment. but mm. Maybe he knew we were playing Houston. He just didn't want to go. He didn't want to make the trip. Yeah. So. I mean, it was nice weather. Which yeah. is hard to come by in Houston. Absolutely. But he didn't make the run. Ruby Ro- Rubio, Rubin, out with an injury, preseason injury. Oh, he had surgery in the offseason. surgery, yeah. Yeah, and recovering. Nick Beasler, uh, broken nose, his facial injury, still recovering from that, sounds yeah. like. Oh, I didn't he, even see that. He was wearing the mask last year to yeah. finish off the season. Oh. Then he got offseason surgery. Okay. So, so he's recovering. David Ochoa was injured during the preseason, his calf, I believe. Yeah, just picked up a knock in that last preseason game. Demir Krylock was questionable, but he played the game, obviously. Everton Louise is out with an injury. Johan Kappelhoff, not really match fit. fit. That's where I was reading. reading. And Axel K. Kai, we're still. We're we're still waiting. (laughs) K. Axel K. Axel Kai. Once he hits a game, once he gets on the field, then we'll get his pronunciation right. Yeah, we'll understand. So, thoughts on the game. Well, Brant, uh, first of all, uh, 0-0 draw is my least favorite result of all time, even as I played mostly defense growing up, you know? Like, I love a good shutout, but only for my team. Uh, when we don't score, it's really frustrating. But, again, as a defender, you're, you're more frustrated when your team doesn't score. But we defended well on the plus side. Uh, on the negative side, we didn't go forward very well. I, we didn't even go past the half line. Most of the time, it looked like. I mean, we were just settling right at the middle line. There was yeah. a little bit, and uh, as we failed to do, we're early. Yeah, we're we're learning this. I'm Brian Goble, lead instigator, <laughs> starting <laughs> off at the top again. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, Brennan. Thanks, I'm Brennan. I'm <laughs> Brennan. and yeah, Tyler. Welcome. Hey, yeah. What's up, guys? They didn't know us before. Yeah, right before we started, they said, "Make sure to introduce us," and uh, I didn't. That's all right. My apologies. But in the game, it did look like. As the halves wore on in the first half and the second half, RSL did start to play a higher line and put a little more pressure on. Then it got late in the game, and they kind of weren't interested. They were just dead, it felt like. They didn't have the legs to make the runs. Um, it's early. Yeah, and once they pulled Miram off, they're, like, he's got that ability. He's not going to get behind people. We were kind of joking about this during the game. The, the, they asked him at halftime, how are you going to get in behind him? And I think he was like, I'm not. That's not my game. I'm yeah, not like, going to get in behind him. That's I, not I, how I need I'm a score wing back to come goals. up or something yeah, like that. Like, that's what he was saying. Yeah, yeah, he's like overlapping runs. You know, like that's how I get forward is I hold the ball up and then people get forward. But that didn't happen very well today, overall. And it got worse when he went out. Yeah, and the starting lineup uh, looked like they were in a three-five-two. Yeah, what'd you think of that, <laughs> Brennan? I Tell hate us the about three, the three-five-two. Uh, three five two means you have to have a very strong back line. Those three guys need to be very cohesive, uh, keeping the line straight, and also uh, watching for the correct runs. You know, the right person get on the on the body. Um, 
the middle five, um, it didn't look like we were being aggressive with the middle five because if we have some really fast wingers, that's the whole reason we have a five in the center. So that way we can get up the field real quick and have the two guys up front have some, you know, some angles to attack, I guess you could say. But it felt like we were mainly just a defensive bunch in the back. It was. Yeah, we had uh, Glad in the middle. Silva, Which is interesting because yeah. usually he Holt. played on the left, right? Yeah, and Holt usually played the middle side. last year yeah. in three five two. I think he did really well. I think he's he's better fit for the center. I yeah, think so. Glad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Holt was on his right, and Holt had his hands full the whole game Fafa. because Houston kept giving the ball to Fafa Pico and and hoping something came out of that. And they got a couple of free kicks that were decent chances, but we did really well. Well, I mean, Holt even showed that he was. Way bigger than Fafa. <laughs> yeah, a couple times, right? He, yeah. he uh, but it, he slid in a couple times early, and I was like, "Oh, dude, yeah, no!" Yeah, he dude. gave away a Sliding really good tackle chance. On Fafa then, on the outside. Yeah, he that got first was, that, He knew what he was doing. He knew he wasn't getting the ball. Yeah, and then after that, I think he played really a solid game. Silva, that. Silva had a a pretty good game, but they kept not attacking down his yeah. side, so he, it's hard. He to got away really with. Say. He got he got away with not having to participate. That's as much, big yeah. yeah. Well, there's a whole bunch three. of people on both sides of the ball that did not seem to <laughs> participate in the game. Well, I think they were both, re- you know, you don't want to, if you're Houston, you don't want to come out and lose, lose at home in your first game, so you don't want to get too far forward with too many players. But I also thought their DPE was not great tonight. He was kind of disappeared. And, and credit to Silva for playing him well. Yeah, not giving any openings. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think solid the back three, uh, the wings. I don't know. I think when you play five in the back or or three with five midfielders, those wing backs are kind of, you know, it, it's hard to know what to expect out of them. Right. A lot of the times, there's usually a player that's a wing that favors the back. Like he's more of a guy that's going to run back after a set piece, while the other guy's more of an attacking side, something like that. Um, but it felt like the whole line was okay. We got to defend. We gotta defend. There was nothing. Every anytime we got something up front, it was only one or two people. But we had seven guys on our two people. Like we, it was it was there box, was boxing. not a lot of room. No. Yeah. But so. also to their credit, unlike last year, in the three five two, the back five played defense. Right. Last year, the it was kind of <laughs> a, a little bit of a mess, and we were open in the back far too often. Mm. Yeah. So it was an improvement over that. Yes, and Herrera, I think, is the one uh, defender forward, outside wing back, whatever it's called, uh, that, that gets forward and gets back. And Brody does that fairly well, although he was hit and miss today. Yeah. yeah I, I don't I, think they found him in I the think, right moment. I think Minestrone was like, hey – we're just going to play defense today. You know what I mean? Like he didn't have the co- like they didn't have the confidence to really be attacking. Maybe that's what they had before the game. They ate minestrone. Yeah. And Mastroeni <laughs> told them, "Hey, yeah, play it, defense today, right?" Well, it got us a point. And that's what you want on the road at the very least. You want to be able to secure a point, at least one, and then at the end of the game where uh, we can get to the end of the game where uh, Pablo Ruiz did went Pablo Ruiz to end the game. Field goal. Yeah, Yeah, that was... It sent it out of the stadium. Any other thoughts, though, on the starting 11? Bobby Wood. Um, 
had two or three half chances that he could have turned into legit chances that kind of just rolled out of bounds. Yeah, but what what uh, what made him sub out? Was it did he actually get hurt? Because I mean, it did it did go down that one play, and yeah. he was kind of limping for a little bit longer than you normally would. Yeah, so I don't and maybe know. coach saw that and pulled him. Yeah, something like that. Now's the time to throw in the DP signing of Cordova. Cordova. Yeah, and he, Cordova would be so good if we have two or three people behind him. Yeah, like just give him a chance and let him go. That's it would be so nice. Yeah, well, maybe uh, Bobby Wood isn't match fit yet. That was the story last year, right? Well, wasn't that the the, the news out? Is that he was match fit? <laughs> okay, maybe I'm just being sarcastic. No, it's all right. They, the, I think Wood is um, needs to find his place, and I think a few guys need to find their place with each other. We could have played a lot better as a team. We we didn't do well at holding the ball up. In fact, I think only Miram did well at holding the ball up consistently. I think every other person was like, I don't want it. I don't want it. And I kind of was hoping Caldwell would be the guy to hold on to a, a little bit more and a little mm. bit better, I guess, maybe. But uh, he did okay. I think everybody's a five. In a 0 0 draw, everybody on the whole field is a five. What are the exceptions to who stood out one way or the other for you guys? Well, I think. Starting 11? Yeah. Starting 11? I think Miram. I think Miram is probably the one that. Gave us the most chances, kept a good head um, on the ball, and I, I just can't really say anybody else really stepped up. Took a couple fouls in, yeah. in, in good smart spots. Ways. Yeah, yeah, smart uh -huh. ways. Well, it's kind of a double-edged sword, too. They played good defense, so nobody really stood out. There weren't any glaring you There can, weren't any glaring. You can say that. I mean, errors. I don't, know, I don't know if it's my pessimism, but when you – when you play good defense and you get the ball and nobody counterattacks, like they did not even try to run. You know what I mean? They controlled the ball. That was frustrating. And then they just kind of passed it once or twice, and it just never felt like yeah, they got past it, that center line. And you guys were talking about that during the game. You were like, why are, Why is nobody overlapping runs? Yeah. Right? Why are we like, not? We need Brooks Lennon. Let's go. Right? <laughs> he needs to run. Anderson Julio. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if that was coaching or the players were tired or – I mean, there could be a lot of reasons. It didn't feel like the right time to go forward. Um, you know, all of that could be possible answers to that. Or, like you said, you know, maybe it's important for them to get this draw and yeah. not give up a goal and stay at home. There must have been some other th factors that were making them not be so aggressive. And Fafa was dangerous. I would say he was their most dangerous Advantageous player. Advantageous yeah. yeah. But that's the story of Fafa. He's a great player. And he struggles to get stats behind what he does. He struggles to get assists and struggles to get goals, even though he's dangerous the whole game. It it, it reminded me of a, when we were first a team, and we we got Chris Brown, and he, Chris Brown was a good player. He played for Kansas City. Uh, we brought him in, and he was a great player. He was dangerous, and and that was the joke. He's dangerous. No results. Always dangerous, right? He would get in the box and he would tee up a, a volley and it hit the bar and it would go out. You know, just so dangerous and exciting, but not. And and there there, be, I'm interrupting myself. But there is a time to be entertaining. But in the end, if you don't get results, the entertaining factor kind of loses the shine, if you will. Mm -hmm. You have to be entertaining and you have to get results. It's a results business. Yeah, absolutely. And you're not going to gain a fan base off of 0-0. You 
you know, that's the big thing. You got to have <laughs> goals for people to be like, oh, I like soccer. This is nice. Yeah. I didn't wait 90 minutes for nothing to happen. Well, I think that's uh, almost not true. They go, they walk away with a point on yes. the road. Which is good. I'm the talking first... about the outside looking in. Yes. Not yes. knowing anything about the sport. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that can be frustrating. Right. Uh, zero, zero draws are frustrating for people that don't appreciate uh, or don't understand football the way you guys do, right? Well, there were 10 shots from Houston, eight shots from Real. That's that's pretty balanced if, if we're looking at the shot totals. Uh, two on goal for Real Salt Lake and two on goal for Houston. Two of them that could have actually gone in, one on the outstretch. The other one was that uh, almost header that yeah, almost Silva. went in because nobody hit it. Oh, yeah. Do yeah. you remember that one? That was a good one. Yep. Any other thoughts coming back to the players, the subs? It, if you had to pick a man of the match, it might have been Michael Chang, surprisingly. Yeah. Came, in, came in and almost created stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I was impressed. I, I didn't expect much out of him. He was playing right wing back. Yeah, that and was he's a surprise. Very left footed. Yeah, even when he was dribbling, everything's on his left. We started on the left, and then we had the sub. I think Brody came out, and they kind of Menendez. Oh, Menendez, Menendez came, came in, in and that's yeah. Really yeah. And I was like, yeah. "Why is Menendez playing on the left?" <laughs> and I think it was because Picol, Fafa Picol, and the speed, and Chang's fast. Yeah. So, or Michael Chang, yeah, he, he did really great coming out right at the start, and then towards the end, you can kind of see that he was wanting people to make runs into the box. Yeah, and he was just getting kind of frustrated and forcing it in. Got mm-hmm. a lot of blocks off the guy right in yeah, front of him. Perhaps uh, him and Cordova might. Though that would be actually, could. that could be something. I know they just need somebody else too. They need at least three going well, up. And the other thing I saw is if we can get height in the box. Krylock's tall. Yeah. Cordova's kind of tall. Chank's kind of tall. Ish. So for for the guys that were on the field, if we throw forward. Silva and we throw forward Glad and we throw forward Holt. Holt's not super tall, but he's kind of thicker, he's so he's yeah. he's strong in the air. I don't think they they really would have hung with us on set pieces, and that's why they were crowding the goalie and uh, and Dude, whatnot. That's, that's the double edged sword with the three five two. That five gets really tired, and so you can't have all that flexibility from your back line coming up and allowing your center line to cover when your back line's up. Yeah. So you got a lot of you got to like give and take with that formation. Yeah. I got a lot of hate for that formation. I'm sorry. I'm just on a rant. <laughs> well, I mean, it it was effective in the fact that we got a point on the road. We're not in last place. Absolutely. Thank you, Cincinnati, for taking five goals we this love weekend. You, Cincy. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And just being the poster boy for for many not, more to come. <laughs> like they have great fans, and they're just not getting any results. Anyway, but back to the. More thoughts on the starting lineup. Well, there was a few. Uh, Tate Schmidt, I guess he did all right. Held I don't his think, own. Held I think, his own. Yeah. Didn't hear his name much. Yeah, they it. attacked down the other side. Yeah, so kind of hung out. Like, he didn't do a lot, but he didn't also he held his position. called on to do a lot, which <laughs> I, I thought they would have attacked him. Uh, but they didn't. They, they went the other way. And Menendez. Yeah. Menendez. Uh, Menendez, my boy. He was going to have a great season. Yeah. Just, not. <laughs> just you know, just got his feet wet, dipped his toe in the water. Literally just his toe. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, Space Ghost. Yeah. He yeah I think what happens is the ball goes to him and everybody's like, do something cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just kind of stop. Nobody moves. Oh, you should see what this guy does in practice. Yeah. Right. One of those, <laughs> Wait, right? Watch. Here that he goes. ball will go right over your head. Just watch. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
But then if nobody moves and he doesn't interact well, he's not going to get a lot of playing time. Right, he's got to be in a cohesive kind of simulation with other people. Right, and if he's not, he probably won't last here very long. No, but also, I mean, he didn't even really have much time on the field either. Yeah, he got, I remember one time I saw him, he had the ball, and there was four Houston guys <laughs> around him. I was like, you're not uh, you're not Messi or you know Ronaldinho. You can't do tricks around him. In the preseason and some of the interviews, Pablo did say that finding goals is going to be difficult to start the season. And we have to remember, too, the team's probably going to look a little different. Even, I think, the this transfer window is open until the end of May or March. It sounds like he's yeah, got something coming up. Yeah, it's definitely not open until May, but it, it is open until March. It right? opened until March. I know it was, <laughs> it was quite a ways. And then uh, there's the summer transfer window. But you might not see a lot of transfers this summer considering – Players might not want to move, considering that the World Cup is in the in the winter, yeah. and so there yeah. could be some changes. But we do, we should expect, but a few additions. Maybe I don't know about subtractions, but some additions to the team, especially if we're expecting to find any goals. Well, what Minestroni was saying in his um, post-match interview, he was talking about how he was wanting his wings to be more active going forward, or some of the centers uh, going a little bit more aggressive. So I think he's a little annoyed. He sees the holes already, and he's going to make adjustments for the next game. But he seemed it was nice. It was kind of nice to see him not happy. You know what I mean? Like he was he was satisfied. He was, he was proud of everybody getting, you know, defense and getting the point. Really proud of the team. They did great. They, they really play hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll get them next but, time. All but, the classic lines. But you know, like coaching. when he was talking, yeah. he You get was, tired of that. Yeah. He he was a little, you could tell in his voice, he was a little annoyed. And he's like, we need to make things better. So that was a really cool thing to see that he's going for the positive. Right. Yeah. To be honest, I thought this game turned out better than, I was expecting maybe a 2-2 game with mm. a lot of mistakes and um slop slop maybe yeah. some own goals <laughs> and it well, was two teams that were trying to stay together play a system and not make mistakes which led to some pretty boring football at times but i think in the end they both kind of got what they wanted absolutely because they're both walking out of there with something rather than a uh, terrible defeat at home or, you know, a terrible start to a season away. Yeah, so. Houston was worse than the West, so that's got to be a, a good start for them. New owners, new coach, new players. One of the players that uh, uh, really did well, uh, didn't have a lot to do, but Zach McMath. Oh, yeah. McMath st- um, kind of stepped up here. I mean, that one that went off the crossbar, I think if that ball was just a little bit lower, he would have totally palmed that and got it out yeah looked like he had it covered yeah he was he was doing some really good stuff i was kind of impressed well he's he's always been a solid goalkeeper i think he is a solid goalkeeper if he can always keep his head and that's the the thing it's almost like we were sitting there watching going okay don't make math it up <laughs> yeah, you know don't, make math don't it just up. hit it in the goal like you did last time he played houston ah right like and and to to his credit he's been in the league a long time and and he's a solid solid goalkeeper, um, but he's not going to do anything flashy. And if he can just cut those mistakes out of his game, he's a solid solid backup. And like he's in his really prime good, too. Yeah. You know what I mean, I mean for goalkeeper, thirty two or something 30. like that. Thirty. Yeah, I think he's thirty. Uh, okay, which is the perfect time for a goalkeeper. Absolutely, time. and that's when they get the smartest. 
So if we anything else we want to talk about the game, any, any surprises, I think for me, like I mentioned, Chang was a big surprise. And maybe some of the other surprises would be other players that kind of didn't have an impact. I was expecting more of Menendez, you know, after Tyler talked so highly of him. <laughs> I was after like, I oh, called his my the, shot with Yeah, Menendez. they yeah. were they were putting in the the money guy. So I was like, Yeah, let's do this. Let's All see right. what he can do. And then I was just expecting something, bicycle kicks or rainbows, <laughs> something. But. Well, you know, that did happen this weekend. We did get a bicycle kick goal. That was that was pretty cool. Yeah. And it wasn't it it was Yimmy. Yimmy Chara. Yimmy Chara. You know, Jimmy Chara is the kind of player, if he plays on the other team, you don't really like him, but when he plays on your team, you really like him. Now his brother, on the other hand, Diego, Diego no. Chara. We don't like Diego. That's another story. <laughs> no, that's a good point. But, again, back to the starting line, starting lineup, the subs, I think they were solid. I mean, nobody made a lot of mistakes. I think Holt had two pretty hard fouls that – I think if Pico goes down on that one, he might have got red carded. Yeah, that was in the first half, late in the first half. Right. A sliding tackle. It was a great ball across from uh, right to left. Yeah. Beautiful ball that he came. Very misjudged. He was beat, and so he had to take him out. Yeah, but you can't take him out when they're Fafa Pico. They're too quick. He's quick. That's, That's what he does, right? So, anyway, he missed, which was kind for us. And if he would have went down, he he might have gotten a red card on that play. You know, <laughs> yeah. he put himself in danger on that play. I was like, no. And then he popped up and played on, and I was like, phew. Hmm. And so. there was uh, the first few minutes, the back line, it was looking a little suspect. Yeah. There was some play in the first few minutes where Houston looked like they were going to get a goal off the back line. They're a little disorganized, but they calmed down, relaxed, and. Houston never really um, had a any dangerous, like any other, threatening, any threatening attacks. play run of play. Although uh, there was the play, you know, the man of the match, the key play of the match might be the crossbar with uh, <laughs> uh, Quintero Don, Darwin. But it just Jr. sat there the whole game. How can the crossbar be the player of the match? It didn't do anything but sit there. It had Sorry. its role to play. And I guess you know you could probably, if I remember right, you know Pablo Ruiz, he had a decent game, but. Uh, yeah, I the think, subs didn't make him that much of an impact. Besides Chang, he I think was the best sub, but the other guys just kind of. I think Pablo might have been involved in that and just kind of watched Quintero get that shot off. Of his, oh yeah, when he could have put a little pressure on. But all in all, I don't know. Did we learn anything? We learned. Um, I don't think we. I don't think we learned anything about Houston. Um, I think we definitely earned our point. Uh, that's for sure. We locked him up. Um, but I think we're going to be making a lot of changes. Um, sounds like Pablo's going to want to do more aggressive sides. So hopefully we learn to... And we'll now, get, we'll we, get some players back off of injury. Yeah. And, and then yeah. we'll get our top Herrera, 11. Herrera is actually surprisingly big. We need him. That's... That's a key player right I there. I think that's why they were attacking where he normally plays, right? Yeah, they were thinking that's their our that hole. That was our weak spot. But, but it, we held them. Yeah. And they never they it. never changed their tactic. Like right. you were saying, like, I don't know why you would just keep hammering it when you're not getting anywhere. Yeah. Well, it is Eric Holt, so maybe. <laughs> they were, well, they maybe they were the Holt hoping, special. <laughs> yeah, that they could force a mistake. And fortunately for us, they didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At, at least one that 
led to a goal. Any yeah. thoughts on the ref? Yeah, Rem, <laughs> Remy Tuchol. Remy Tuchol. I I was a little concerned. Seven yellow cards? Yeah, he. I don't like... He was pretty quick on the yellow. Especially in the first half. I think that if it's a yellow card, obviously give a yellow. But when you start handing out yellow cards a little too soon, that ties your hand later in the game. If you're the type of ref who doesn't really want to have an impact on the game, right. if you've already given out yellows but, on a ticky-tack foul or a questionable early foul and that same player comes in with a hard tackle and then... Um, yeah. Are you going to have? Are you going to pull out that second yellow, or are you going to be like a lot of refs and and just kind of hold on, on sit yeah. on it? So I was a little concerned, but it seemed like he rounded into form and had a decent game. Yeah, some yeah. smart calls. Here, here are the yellows: uh, Steris in the twelfth minute, well deserved cr- bone crunching foul, um, but didn't endanger anybody. Uh, Ruiz in the seventeenth for dissent. Right, he kind of want thought he won the ball. Ref called the foul. And he did that throw your arm thing that they, oh, he they never love does to that. do in the NBA. Oh my gosh. He, the only other guy who does that all the time and argues with the refs all the time, we traded to Houston. Corey Baird. Corey who Baird. was Corey a ghost. Baird. Who, well, he had one run at the end there before he got subbed out. Yeah. He, <laughs> well, and he did have that fun interaction with Justin in the box when they were kind of joking around and tickle, tickle. Ah! I was like, what are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> and they are friends, to be to be honest, right? Like those yeah. guys grew up in the academy together. They go way back, and the ref was talking, just talking to him like, "Okay, now I don't want to see any funny business in here." And they're like looking at each other, like, "What is happening?" We're I going to dinner after a, this. What are you doing? Yeah, that was a great moment. Yeah, but uh, yeah, then uh, Vera, uh, Vera, sorry, in the thirty fourth minute, Karaskia uh, in the. Uh, 53rd for Houston. Then Holt got one in the 59th minute for a foul. That tackle, yeah. Yeah, and then Pico for that foul right at the end that uh, we skied into the stands. Oh, yeah. Do we oh, want to talk about that? My That's, gosh. Oh, I, I think I've already said that I'm not a huge Pablo Ruiz fan. He's one of these guys that has a lot of talent, but can he get it into his head? How to play in MLS? How to be a professional? Yeah, you got to do the right thing in the right minute. So the right thing is not to take a shot on goal at the right, very end. The very end, right outside With the, the box. Short keeper, and all our guys are taller than their guys. Like the matchups were. Like, it was an easy chip. It was yeah. send it into the mixer. Parker was guarding Krylock. Like we had like a head advantage in three different spots on the field. That was our advantage in this game. Put it up there and see if one of the big guys can go get it. Yeah, put it in a spot where the keeper has to make a decision. Does he stay back? Does he come forward? And if it pops out, then Johnny Menendez can volley it in. I know, dude. <laughs> Sideways bicycle kick. Let's Who? go, Menendez. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that that would have been a glorious ending to a horribly boring game. And yet. To steal three points, nick three points in the end. But Pablo. Field goal. Pabloed. Pablo does Pablo. Not a fan. Not a fan of the field goal either, but uh, yeah, there you go. How long, has, oh, how long has he been in the league? Pablo Reese, I think three or four years, four or five years. Four or five years. Well, because he came through the academy when it was still young. Ours? So I can't remember if he was in the academy or just the Monarchs, but it was like right when we got the Monarchs. Oh, okay. And okay. so then he went to Europe for two years? Austria for Austria. a year. Austria. Okay. Him and Brody and I think other players. Yeah. yeah. And that's good. That's good exposure. Different teams, um, 
But I feel like that's just a lack of experience in that type of a situation. You well, know what I mean? It yeah. shouldn't be, though, for Pablo. It should not be the case. He should not be making that decision, at least in my opinion. He was going for glory, and if anybody, it should be a more experienced player. If you're going to go for glory like that, it needs to be a player that has some experience. Well, and you go for glory if Steve Clark's cheating, right? Shortkeeper on the line. If he's cheating up, thinking yeah, he's going to lob it in, you beat him near post. Right. Right? But he wasn't. He wasn't cheating. He, so he had a narrow goal, right, from his angle. So he yeah. has a narrow, narrow goal to work with. And curling that in, that's a very small window. He's going to go back post. He can't really go f- front post. Cause You're he's... a tennis guy. What if, you put, what if you put some English on it? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't hit with topspin. That doesn't work like uh, that, right? No, can't hit with even, spin. even yeah. with his standard curl with his left foot, he's not he's not super strong with the curl. So just lobbing it over, even if he tries to just go back post but short so that way somebody can head it in or pretend to head it in, yeah. that is far more accessible from that corner spot. Yeah. If he's going to do that, at least put it on frame. He did have a couple of good corners. He did uh, give uh, was a Fafa a concussion there for a minute oh, yeah. on, a, on a second corner. So I think he was playing, dude. Cause, uh, well, um, I don't know. That first one was whipped in pretty hard. I was like, oh, he yeah. does not want to head this second one. And he then he did. That. I was like, wow. No, I think he, uh, he felt that. So put it on frame. Put some... Put a little uh, sting in it, put it on frame, make him try and make a save, get that ball bouncing around in the box, and see what happens. What you don't do is send it into orbit. Yeah. You, you know what I think happened? Um, when Pablo uh, went to take that second corner, because they had back-to-back corners and then the foul, right? Uh, on the second corner, Jay Nolly chimed in and said, it looks like... He's been eating a few too many, <laughs> right? And you could see his love handles when he bent over. And I was like, I look way worse than that. But, but you know, whatever. But, like, yeah. but Jay Nolly kind of pointed that out. And I was like, ooh. And then for him to kind of take that shot instead of lob it in, that kind of reinforced, like, oh, no, Pablo. Come on, buddy. Yeah. Match <sighs> ready. Right? Yeah. Match ready. Match fit. <laughs> yeah. anyway. It was a short off season. Yeah. Absolutely. Too short. So... We talked about what went right, anything that didn't go right other than not getting three points. I don't know if you could expect Holt dodging bullets is all I'm really worried about there, but uh Yeah, there's nothing really that went wrong. You know what I mean? I felt it seems like Ministroni was like, Hey, we're gonna play defense, we need a point and that's it. You know what I mean? That's we're gonna walk away with one point or maybe three if we get a chance, but we're not we're not walking away with nothing. Well, yeah, then that's smart coaching, especially with uh B lineup, so to speak. Yeah. Kind of thrown together with a lot of people that are out. And then, you know, I think we talked about, did we talk about the key play of the match being the crossbar? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think yeah. So. We mentioned that. Player okay, of, I'm getting player of the match. Yeah, player of the match. Or Michael Chang. <laughs> or Michael <laughs> Chang. Yeah, he was backhand. His backhand. Michael. Yeah. Michael. Michael Chang's the wrong one. <laughs> and we could talk about where they need to improve, but I think it's pretty obvious. Going forward. Going together. forward. Finding a, a combination that's going to work to get goals. I was kind of surprised that Garcia didn't get in, right? Yeah, I was kind of hoping. To I was kind of hoping to Chris see him. He's in, in the, the eighteen. Yeah. yeah, I was looking forward to it. But well, like just like you're saying, you know, Louise, whatever. It doesn't feel like they're fit. You know what I mean? Like they were gassed. I I know it's you know humidity or whatever down there in Houston. Forty percent. What was it? Forty percent humidity. Forty-one percent. It was like fifty-seven to start at kickoff. Kickoff and forty-one percent. It's like they, perfect soccer weather, right? They just felt so slow. 
You know what I mean? Like it, even it on the ball when they're dribbling, when they're on the ball, it just felt that they were dragging. Like they like they you've did. been watching too much Premier League. Could have been. <laughs> <laughs> My standards are so high right now. No, no, no. I think you're right. I think you're right. They, it did feel draggy. Draggy, but then also yeah, just like seeing Louise, it's like yeah, you guys are not like getting your fitness to the level that it should be because you need to be playing at your highest to do something with this league. Well, there that could have been a function, too, of the way both teams were playing. There was not a lot of room. Mm-mm. It was very them, condensed in this, um, what you may call it, in the thir- three-fourth section or whatever it's I think called. The, I think the crazy stat of the game that we can definitely improve on is the 38.4% possession for Real Salt Lake. Yeah, that is not good. That's well, what it was at halftime. It did not improve. No, no the ball was no. always on our half. Like we were always on defense, holding it off. Yeah, and they said twenty-seven clearances, which I'm gonna have to dive into the details of what that means. But twenty-seven clearances uh, to fifteen. So just that cleared just it out without a shot. I yeah, think you're just is what getting it, it out of there. Kind of like when uh, Glad sent it down to the end, where yeah, just lob it into the lob corner. it into the corner. Glad yeah. so solid. He, he did have a, yeah. did have a good I love game. Glad. Yep, yep. We talked about player ratings. There's not really fives m- across the board. Fives across Maybe the Holt board. Maybe Holt got a four point five, and Chang got a five point five. But even I, it out, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Maybe Miram was a five. Fafa 5.5. got a five point five. Yeah, Miram was surprised. We we've you've he, mentioned him, and I was really surprised how well he played. Hopefully, I don't know if he could do that, getting to be his age. If we can expect those kind of minutes from him every game, he's also game. playing forward See, instead of like. So that's what I hate mid. about the three-five-two. Because I was just thinking about this um, during the game when they subbed him out, and I was like, he would be great if we did a four-three-one-two, and he was the one, because it allows him not to run as much, allows two people in front of him, so that way he can use his intelligence to make plays happen. But then also we have enough out back. So if he does get beat doing whatever he tries to do, we're not, you know, getting hurt on a counterattack. Yeah, the classic Javi Morales role. I I like the diamond I formation, did. right? That's kind of the I think he's a similar good, type. He's close to a Javi. Yeah. But I think he's got a longer leg. I think he's got yeah. a better leg than Javi Javi did. So, I'm impressed with him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Any other thoughts before we move on from the game? Uh the jerseys Black on white. I mean, it, I, I was just thinking if they switched to their other kids, it would be orange versus red, and you couldn't couldn't tell who anybody was. So I'm like, when they come back here, uh, I'm always thinking uniform. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, you are. black versus white. But when they come here, we'll be red, and so they have to wear black again. Which they don't have a third kit. They might by then. Do we have a third kit? Not right now. We just have the red and white, right? Yeah, and then we have a yellow one that they they run out and stuff, but it's not a victory gold. I think it's like the pregame kit kind of thing. Oh, where really? They, where the well, I think I think I think up. their their jerseys have gotten better. I like Houston, that. It's just yeah. a taste of orange. You yeah. know what I mean? That's how it should be. Yeah, it shouldn't be orange. Everything. Yeah, those right. black jerseys were nice. Yeah, and I think they wanted to debut the new home red jersey. Uh, next week hmm. at home, home opener, yeah. bring on the red, you know, get by with the white this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Have man. the white carry us from last season to this season. Yeah. 
Okay. Good. All right. So looking around the league yesterday, some scores. There was quite a few um, results that went RSL's way. Philly and Minnesota, 1-1 draw. Uh, two decent teams. LAFC uh, kind of put it on the, the Crapids. Well, let's not say LAFC. Let's say Carlos Vela beat the Rapids. Three to zero. Yeah, and he's on pace for how many goals this year? What is that? A hundred something? Thirty-four oh games, gosh. three goals a game. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Let's do the math. <laughs> That's a lot of goals, but he's not going to have that many goals. No, he's, he's not going to score three a game. Yeah, he'll end up with seven goals. Yeah, <laughs> he'll start getting dump trucked and stuff if he yeah. if he starts doing that too much. And the Columbus Crew uh, put it on Vancouver. That's good, Vancouver. Good to see that. Yeah, four nil. FC Dallas on a couple of those, but hey, kind of cool. FC Dallas tied uh, Toronto one to one. That's a good result for RSL, and Toronto looked good in their uniforms. As if we're talking about uniforms, I think the best uniform game was that game. Yeah, Dallas looked sharp in their home reds with the blue hoops on them. Looks looks like their alien kind of look to it, and then uh, Toronto with their half light gray, half white. I think that's a clean yeah. Jersey. It was it was clean. It was it was good looking for yeah, sure. Yeah, I do like Toronto's white and gray. <laughs> I have to say, I, I, I liked it. That I, was one of the ones I liked when we talked about them. Yeah, yeah. I I like the Timbers. I'm sorry, I like the Timbers rose. <laughs> the I, the I couch. Think, yeah, I think beautiful. <laughs> couch. I love that two tone like couch. rose gold rose. Oh, so good. I have to agree. I, I like yeah, it. you do, don't I, you? I, yeah, I do, I do like, like it. it. I would never ever ever buy that jersey. I'm so going to buy it now. So, you know what I mean? It looks like a couch uh, in no, a church. <laughs> yeah. like it's, it's just not. See, I, I want RSL to step out and do something like that. Right. Oh, do you know what so I mean? Please, your generation wants please that. Please do you, you, something. Everybody well, your no, age it's not, wants it's not, that. It's not my generation. It's the fact that RSL has consistently been the most boring kits over and over and over and over, like every other team has tr- dabbled. You know what I mean? What about the, what about last one? The last one with the blue swirls all around it. Did you like the blue? That was probably the one? worst one. Right. See, I, that's the problem. They went out and tried to do something. No, they did Unconventional. They, they they stay within their realm of like red to blue ratio. You know what I mean? Like they're like, okay, we need we need this much blue. Uh, just how are we gonna mix this in? Like, are we gonna swirl it in like it's a, one of those brownies, <laughs> or are we just gonna make a checker? Like, you know what I mean? Oh, I like the brownie idea though. I yeah, think they should brown, brownie brownies, swirl. Yeah. I I don't know. I think you think they should like mix it up like they do on Earth Day and Sea Day and stuff like that, where they just bring in a whole new like blue kit or something. I like, think it'd be blue cool. Yeah, if they did something off where, green or where they did something that was kind of like uh, mountain or something like that that. It was just different color scheme. Yeah, they did the crown across the chest that one year with the yellow, uh, right? Was, I mean, the stripe okay. kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it was all right. It was okay. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's you why. You want I... them to be more bold like the RSL flag, right? The big, Ooh. bright yellow RSL flag and do something more like yeah, that. Yeah, I think old school, like going to like that old school, like uh, royalty type of a yeah. thing. That would be really awesome. Yeah, that'd be cool. And I don't know how this translates talking visual things on podcast, but we'll continue. Yes, carry on. <laughs> one of the look things, it up. It's yeah, cool. Yeah, look it up with us. Okay? <laughs> look it up. Follow look, along. Always after the kits come out, there's always fans that have some. They do their own designs, and they always end up 10 times better. 100%. Uh, one interesting thing I found on Twitter, Borussia Dortmund, yeah, Dortmund asked their fans to design 
the jersey. No that would be cool. And then have and them here, vote. you guys can't see it, but we can. The top nine finalists for Borussia Dortmund's and Dortmund kit. does some crazy stuff. They're always yellow and black. Um, well, and, that one looks and like a lot of green. Americans have played there. Um, but yeah, a couple of them ended up green on that, and some crazy stuff too. So I guess we, I guess we're moving forward really when we do this stuff. Cool idea. Yeah, the difference between bold and obnoxious is very, very slight, though. There's a and fine you have line. to be really careful, mm-hmm. especially when you're messing with a classic team's colors. Well, we could kind of consider this homework, right? Yeah, we talk we go. about it. You, you guys go look it up. Tweeted at us. <laughs> you let us <laughs> tweeted know. Tweeted at us at the this, RSL. This is our homework section. Uh, if you want to get back, you to let us, us know how. Fan. How right or wrong we are. But if you do, yeah, uh, look it up. Borussia sure. Dortmund. Uh, it was on Twitter. The Best nine, on that team, too. The nine uh, fan finalists. There are some good-looking kits on there. And I would have to agree the RSL's kits have not been the most. They're fine. They're, that's what I mean. Like, they're just they're average. Good. They're great. They, they look like... Um, it's because they sell more when they're classic Really, they sell more of the classic colors. Like the, they went back to the solid red this year, and they started selling jerseys again. And it may be because the owner stepped away, and the nobody was on board with the owner. You know that whole protest yeah, thing. There's a, lot, a lot of, of backlash. A lot of that. new momentum with the team and new owners. And also the other edge of the sword is, we are a small club. No matter how big we get, we're always going to be a small club. We're in the market we are, and if we aren't selling jerseys, we aren't getting third kits as frequently as others. And there's all kinds of other things we can talk about when it comes to jerseys. But back to the scores, right? Yep. <laughs> Where we were. <laughs> Sorry, distracted by jerseys and how bad they were. But they two 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 two. Portland. Yeah, Portland. New England. I hadn't, got, I hadn't got there yet. Oh, but uh, I was going to talk about Austin and Cincinnati, right? Cincinnati oh. is doing their best to get relegated out of a league that doesn't have relegation. Oh, they're they're uh, the the Austin goals were decent the first couple, but after that, it's like Cincinnati was like they just not. gave up, kind of a thing. Like, oh, this meh. isn't preseason. Yeah, it was almost like a meh from them. And the Red Bulls three over San Jose, good result for RSL. DC United had some uh, some lucky goals yes. against uh, Charlotte. Yeah, uh, I think that's going to start a uh, a little rivalry there. Yeah, what do you think so? Charlotte's close to Atlanta, but it's not too far from DC either, right? Mm-hmm. That'd yeah. be kind of a cool thing. Yeah, cool little, get a little rivalry going. I th- I think everybody in the league needs something like that. I think they got hosed on that first goal. It looked like a handball, but whatever. It's not a Charlotte podcast. More homework. Go look it up. Inter Miami and Chicago with uh, Shakiri. Shakiri. He yeah. sends a mean ball into the box on a corner kick. Yes, it does. And it ended up 0 0. And then uh, Portland and New England, two really good teams, end up 2 2 draw at Portland, which is a good result for RSL. And the best part of that was the Jimmy Chara. Don't call me Jimmy. Jimmy. Bicycle kick. Bicycle kick. That was, it was a good, good finish. Really yeah, cool. that Yimmy Chahar, he's no Rubio Rubin when it comes to bicycle kicks, right? Yeah, <laughs> we can just we can call it an overhead shot if that makes you feel better. I, know, I think you really got to get on your bike and go nuts to really make a bicycle kick cool. But well, if you can do that, you know, kick it in the air and then land on your feet as you flip over, that would be cool. 
Uh, there was a show about that, a movie, Shanghai something. Bend it like somebody. Anyway, I don't know. scores like today. It's one of those old school <laughs> movies where you know it didn't quite make sense, but you, you didn't care, right? Like, oh, you're talking about the soccer Shaolin one, Shaolin soccer. Shaolin soccer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is actually a pretty good movie, and oh. it's based in fact, which is fun. Yeah. No, that was sarcasm. Yes, I apologize. It was. Um, <laughs> But yeah, really good cinematography in that. Yeah. If you if you like cinematography. <laughs> Back to scores today. Orlando two over two zero over Montreal. Atlanta took it to SKC's three one. Sporting Kansas City three to one. LA Galaxy Chicharito with a late goal. Is that correct? Chicharito over the reigning MLS Cup champs, NYCFC, FC, 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 and then Houston and RSL. <laughs> A 0-0 zero, zero draw, which we've talked about. And currently, at the moment, Nashville up one nothing on Seattle. So hopefully that stays. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. no. Excuse me. Full yeah, time. No. The game's over. Full time. Yeah, they won. one nothing yeah. Nashville. A late goal in the 80th minute by oh, Godoy. Nice. I don't Good. know anything about Nashville. Well, let's, let's talk they about what's... strong defensive team. Really? Yeah, Nashville is a good team. Yeah. Yeah, they're solid. They made the playoffs last year and did well, but... Got knocked out. Gary, their head coach, used to be the uh, Crapids coach. I think he took him to MLS Cup, but no, known very notoriously for being defensively minded. They play solid. They don't score a ton, but they play defense yeah. and make you make mistakes. Which is apparently what happened there. Speaking of that result, Seattle coming in next week. Uh, any Who's your favorite grudge in Seattle? Uh, there's like plenty to choose from. Would you say GM, coach, assistant coach, uh, former player? Like, just t- p- take your pick. Who who do you want to see fail when we play Seattle, Seattle? next week? <laughs> Does it have to be one? Can no, it be it, all it of the be above? All of, like, I mean, like, let's be honest. Like, when Checkets brought in Garth Lagerway, there, there's a really cool podcast about there out there where Checkets actually tells that story about how he he met Garth Lagerway. Garth Lagerway played in the league. He was an old uh, Dallas Burn goalie keeper, yeah, smart dude. So when he got out of the league, he went to Georgetown and and got his law degree and was going into a law firm. And that law firm was working with the NF- NBA. And Checkets met him, and he was like, "This dude is so sharp. I'm going to bring him in, and he's going to be my GM." And Lagerway was like, "All right, great, let's go." So there was some legal stuff they had to work out, but that that's how Checkets does business. You know, he brought in people he knew and trusted and thought would do a great job. Um, brought him in. He he cut his teeth here at Real Salt Lake. We won a championship with him and Jason Christ. Uh, and then Seattle came into the league a few years later. Seattle came and essentially outbid for his services. And Garth Lagerwey has been there ever since, building what is probably the most impressive franchise Standalone franchise for sure. I think so. In MLS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. He is probably the quintessential, the best GM. Well, let's ever hope he fails. In. Let's hope he fails. We'll just shoot for that. Maybe he'll slip <laughs> on a banana peel or something like that. Let's see if he fails. Well, see, that's the hard part is because Lagerway can't fail because he's already done his job so well, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, hopefully, and, and the result of the game is for us. But in the end, like that's where I'm most jealous of Seattle is in that. Upper management. Lagerway. Yeah, losing yeah. Garth Lagerway was probably the biggest loss for RSL as a franchise. And 
he left with Deloitte, right? Yeah, Deloitte didn't resign Loggerway and he didn't resign Kreiss. Mm. And and Chekets was kind of on the outs at that point. It had just teetered tottered over from Chekets to Deloitte as the majority owner at that moment. So Chekets was being bought out slowly over time by Deloitte. And was that when Kreiss left? Yeah. Kreiss left Christ after went to the, New York City. Yeah, to New York. To help start that franchise, thinking this is my way to cut my teeth and, and dig into a franchise and then move to Europe. Yeah, and it right? worked out so well. Nope. <laughs> One year. They didn't give him much time. Well, one of the things that Dave Check has told Deloitte was don't let your coaches go into the final year of their contract. Right? So Deloitte decided he would wait and see what happened. Christ leads us to the MLS Cup, and we were robbed by... Kansas City on an icy pitch, and Still that's so that might be one game where I would concede that officials might have had an impact. You oh, can't say that officials I, officials don't. As don't much as games. I love the refs, those are the type of games where you have to make. You the gotta call. give them a red card, but or whatever. The second, I'm not second mad yellow. at Aurelian Colin. Oh, but uh, he deserved a red card twice, or at least two yellows. He, yeah, it was the second yellow that didn't get called, and Break then he goes, and then he went goal. and scored the winning pin penalty kick. So, so yeah, yeah, you make yourself a club legend with stuff like that. Yeah, but Jason Kreis took us to the MLS Cup, and Deloy Hansen let him go. They couldn't come to an agreement. He While during that year, they started talking with NYCFC, started the team over there, and I think Jason Kreis too. We really wanted to do it on his own because maybe mm-hmm. there's a lot of competition there. Was it the general manager? Was it Garth Lagerway bringing in the players or was it Jason Kreis putting the team together? I think they both wanted to be in a situation where they had more power. Where not maybe not more power, but recreate it and do it on their own without the other. Yeah, that was, that was really upsetting that he didn't uh, didn't stay longer. I mean, they didn't have a very good season, but a lot of times when you're starting up, you don't have a great season, you know? I don't know that he had a great experience there in um, in NYCFC, FCFC. But uh, you think they didn't like then, him? That's another podcast. Let oh, them sorry. talk about it. Sidetrack. Well, <laughs> and then Craig Weibel, right? He was our. Don't call him a GM because he had the role of like director of something. Who they just made up a role so they didn't have to pay him GM money because he didn't have his law degree like Garth did. He wasn't back tested or whatever you call it, right? Like. And so Craig Weibel, he kind of mouthed off when when uh, Deloitte was doing some shady stuff. He kind of called him out in the public and and kind of got caught with his hand in the cookie jar, and Deloitte just straight up fired him, which I kind of feel bad for him. It was right around the same time Pecky went down, Mike freaking Pecky. And so it, it made it so that the the connection there was like just chopped, and then they brought in Elliot Fall. Well, Elliot Fall started his entire career has been with RSL. He started as an intern, and has just worked his way up to general manager, which is impressive. Yeah, but uh, obviously he's done some good things. And Weibel was a player. He played his whole career in Houston, which was interesting. And now he's at Seattle, who uh, I guess he's friends with Garth Lagerwey, or they were at least tight enough to say, "Hey, come on over." So he's the senior VP of soccer and sporting director. 
which is kind of the good weird for title. him. Yeah, I'm great. not it's just like, what does that guy do? So, no one knows. Does Seattle have an academy and stuff? Do no. they have anything feeding into them? Well, they do have Seattle Deuce or whatever they call their. I thought they have academy. Was it they, Portland that has the Deuce. They got. I don't know. Academy, they have right? like There's... a JV team. What do you call them? Like a Monarchs equivalent. Yeah. So yeah, we'll work on that. That'll be the our Tacoma homework. Yeah, our homework, homework for our no, no, the RSL Random Fan Podcast is to find out if Seattle has an academy. Well, they have the Tacoma <laughs> Defiance. Right? Perfect. So there's our homework. We're done. Awesome. Done. So if you guys okay. can get back on those jerseys real quick, appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tacoma needs their own team. It's kind of like the 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 airport is called the SeaTac Airport because it's in Seattle and Tacoma. It's right on the border i think it's technically in tacoma right but anyways it's right there it's like saying salt lake and then the sandy monarchs or whatever you know (laughs) like it's the same and we do know that rsl has an academy yes yeah we found it i drove past it yesterday oh excellent Excellent. it's pretty easy to see it's It's very pretty i have a friend that lives out there newer homes so thoughts on the game seattle home first home game four o'clock seattle's coming in to play rsl What's going to happen? I think if we run with that 3-5-2 again, uh, we're going to get our butts handed to them. They have, <laughs> they have so much more strength up front, um, so they're going to be pressing really hard, and that back three is probably not going to stay as tight um, towards the end of the game. Um, yeah, if, if we're just going in there with that same mindset we had with Houston, we're, we're going to either make a mistake or they're going to open us up, I think. I think we have to be more aggressive, you know, fight fire with fire type of deal. Because we do have we do have players. I mean, we have the weapons that we can use. It's just we're scared right now or something. Well, we don't have the weapons up top, obviously, right? Some of the rumors that uh, might be that we saw on the Internet this week, Jefferson Savarino, interested in coming back. Uh, he was a great player. He would be a that would gr- be a great addition. That he, would be a great addition. He played really well with the guys too. I mean, good teammate, right? Good teammate yeah, and good everybody dude. Liked so him. there is some. I think you're right. I don't know that we have up top. Yeah, we don't, and we don't have the players for that formation either. You know what I mean? We need we need very very strong wings, um, and somebody who can really control the center. I mean, Miram is pretty good at controlling up top in the center i don't know about you know being a cdm or anything like that yeah so the result what do we <laughs> thanks for the insight I, tyler uh, yeah i know i said i apologize no i was thinking about the weather because i was like how's this game gonna be because it's gonna be cold right cold, yeah. and uh the right now the forecast is saturday snow showers Ooh, Ooh. So, games at four. Oh. Then we get to see yeah. the long sleeves. I love long sleeve jerseys. And, and we're not talking super cold, only 24 degrees, but for Seattle, that's going to be cold. I know, honestly, it's probably going to be cold for us. Yeah, for the fan, for the random fan. Yeah, absolutely. 29, you said? Uh, 24. 24, 29. And snowy. And snowy, 40% chance of snow. Do soccer players wear beanies when they play? You know, being a bald guy, that actually worries me a lot, but... Uh, they can like they were even playing in Europe this past week or this a week before it was really cold and so a lot of the bald guys were wearing I don't know what they call them like Indy 500 underneath 
All the <laughs> the, the cap that wraps around yeah, like, your head and your face. Yeah, like, I'm like, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Can't have any beanies on top, though, from what I understand. For the heading? You can't have that spiky up top classic, you know, beanie part. Yeah, you can't have anything sharp up there. Yeah, you know, you, it could cause injury. Absolutely. Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> so uh, I would, for me personally, I would think this might be a game where if you come out with a 0-0-1-1 draw against a team like Seattle, especially with... That's a success. Yeah. That's a success, considering where RSL is. We'll have to wait and see what the lineup looks like, who's going to be back. You know, our thoughts could change during the week. Yeah, I'm excited for Herrera. I think that's going to be needed. Yeah. Absolutely sure. needed. Um, who was the other guy? Who so, else? Who else was I think it? we had a couple other guys out. Um, I don't know if uh, if Ru- Rui- Luis is going to be back. Everton, sorry. Yeah. To not confuse with Ruiz and Luis. Everton. Mm-hmm. Everton. Uh, Kapelhoff was actually in the 18 today. He didn't get subbed in, though. Nope. So we might see... Him back there, maybe that'll be a good addition. Nick Beasler, I I don't know what his time frame is. Do I don't either. Okay. But uh, if he's in the game, then like we talked about. Wait, did he hurt his face, or is he just not liking his nose? Like, is this, <laughs> is this... no? I'm pretty sure he he had an injury, like to a his deviated head. symptom or something like that. Yeah, they did mention well, he wore that in a the mask pregame for a while for yeah. last season. But Aaron Herrera is going to be a big addition, and then. Um, Oh, well, I was going to say, um, when is Ochoa coming back? Do we know? We don't know this question. Because that, I don't know, because we're going to get a lot of pressure, with, and if McMath is there, I don't know if he's going to, you know. Be up for the task. Be up consistently, because I don't think, um, there's going to be a lot of shots on goal. Um, he's going to get nervous. He's going to get nervous. He's going to be put in a lot of uncomfortable situations. We might have to, you know, be aggressive and, you know, Get close to fouling people, so there's going to be a lot of set pieces on our end. It's going to be. A- I think RSL will come out ready to play, especially we, we have with played them well in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. We kind of have Seattle's numbers at times. Seems like it goes back and forth. Mm-hmm. We'll have their number for a little bit, and then they'll have our number for a little bit. It's not like Portland where they just own us. Oh yeah, or Minnesota. I feel like Portland's <laughs> just like our older brother. Like no matter what we do, he's just got his hand on our head, just yeah. like as we're trying to punch him. I know. Like we, they don't even have to play Valeri anymore to kill us, right? Like no. they can play Blanco or Polo or. Oh, and that was else. Blanco. One of the rumors in the off season was that didn't come to fruition, but I believe he was in talks with RSL. Yeah, they that was trying, interesting. Huh? Yeah. And he might have been using RSL to get a better deal from Absolutely. Portland. Right. But if we can handicap Portland by shooting his number through the roof, we're cool oh, with that, yeah. right? We'll, we'll, we'll do it all day we'll long. We'll offer him $3 million. Can you match? <laughs> so my thinking on the game, if we can come out uh, 2-1, 1-1, 0-0, type of Anything draw where we or get win, a point. Yeah. Uh, is going to be good. But... And I think they'll, they'll be ready, but with Albert Rusnak coming back and the things that uh, oh. he has said, he hasn't been. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if he's been totally negative, but he hasn't been incredibly thoughtful. Maybe he said some things or yeah, that, like uh, for, for, for being our our franchise player and being on the commercials at halftime. Maybe it's cultural, you know, just yeah, Slovakians. A little uh, maybe you know yeah he's a little unaware. 
Are you moving? Is he I'm unaware? Moving. I'm moving. Sorry. <laughs> he's, una- he's unaware? No, he's not, a- he's not unaware. He thinks he went to a-, a better place and got a better deal and plays for a better team. And if we can beat oh. them, well, that's just even better. Hey, so I changed mine. I don't care about the GM anymore. I think we need Rusnik to <laughs> yeah, I think I think a nice little slip here or there. Well, well in Everton the snow, Louise right? is in the game. He needs to keep his head on a swivel. Right? Oh, my gosh, yes. I'm sure Everton uh, would love, not that there's any animosity. but No, but I think he'll like to dump truck him once or twice. Absolutely. Maybe Silva you know? comes in, you know, do one of his tackles that he always does. Or Holt. In the Catch a friendly elbow. <laughs> a friendly <laughs> elbow? We were just in the box. Friendly? We weren't doing anything. We were just in the box. Yeah. Just like glad and... and uh, I went up for a high five and then his nose is broken. I don't understand. <laughs> he started bleeding on his own. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. So, predictions for the game. What do you think? Um, I think a lucky win, maybe 2-1. Um, most likely, I hope, it's just like a 1-1. You know. Brent? Yeah, I. that's what I hope too. A 1-0, 2-1 RSL win. And I just hope that it doesn't end up in a boat race or we get uh, run off the pitch. But I don't expect that. I expect a tight game. Maybe maybe if uh, Seattle comes out with the three points, it's a late winner, uh, putting pressure on mm-hmm. us in the in the end. Yeah, so, if it's if it's a boat race, the ring gutter regatta is probably going to end up on their side, right? I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, what is a boat race? What's That's a, where you just race? get run off the pitch. Oh, got it. Right. Okay. Somebody's got a motor and the other guy's got oars. Oh, I, I way, get right? it. Yeah. I was and just like, just... what? That's a weird reference for a pitch, but we got well, it. Well, that's how I understand it. Well, oh, that's... yeah. You're a yachtsman. That's yes. right. I forgot. Uh-huh. Brant Goble in Magna. Um, he's a he's a yachtsman. Well, I could off be. The, yeah, I off would the be great the best salt yachtsman. Lake. <laughs> but that's only when uh, Saltair FC is playing, right? It's only when you're Walter watching your Saltair FC games. Got to wait for all those concerts if to get done. Only, <laughs> only I didn't get motion sickness. I would be the best yachtman ever. That's where I got it. I cannot, I cannot do water. America's Cup, here I come. Yep, you got this. Is that what it's called? Yeah, America's where they, Cup. when they, the big race, the big boat oh, I race. I thought they tried to steal the name of the U.S. Open from tennis and soccer and make it their own. You have to have a good no. backhand to be a yachtsman. <laughs> tennis guy first. Well, are you going to give us your, your, uh, your prediction on the game? I think 1-0 RSL. Johnny Menendez scores to, <laughs> to lead us to victory. Why is everyone laughing? Why is that so funny? Uh, they're going to sub him in at the 78th minute. He and might play the whole game. Gonna, I don't know. Johnny Menendez. He's, uh, I believe in you. He's going to dribble around everyone. He doesn't have to. Just kick it in. That's well, all you got to do. What's going to happen is Johnny Menendez is going to play the whole game, and they're not even going to know he's there. Yeah, right? He's just going to ghost around, and then he doesn't, somehow... He doesn't fit in that formation. Somehow he's going to end up onside on a breakaway... And they're like, where'd this guy come from? <laughs> that guy's still in this game? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he'll score and we'll win. Do yes. that little stand on the sideline, pretend like you're not subbed out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, classic. So oh, uh, Good prediction. Yeah, well, it's tough to know, especially after tonight's game, right? RSL plays, played a team that uh, we don't know how good they are. We don't know how good RSL is. Nashville's a good team. Nashville took it to Seattle, one nothing in their place. In Seattle. Did you guys so, actually watch it, or is that we just know the score? We just know the score. Well, they yeah. were on an hour after RSL started. Oh, that's so. right. Yeah, yeah I wanted to know like what the possession ended. was. You know, yeah. like if it was kind of just like a one-off goal, or if it was actually earned. You know, yeah. 
I mean, it was earned because they it, got it. it worked. <laughs> <laughs> Three points. We did bring up, we started talking about a few rumors on Twitter. Jefferson Savarino, who has had a great run at Atletico Monero. And it's good to hear he wants to come back. And it's good to hear that uh, Venezuela is like out of World Cup qualifying, essentially. <laughs> They're in last place. They're the El Salvador of <laughs> qualifying in North <laughs> America. Would be gonna keep him. Yeah, yeah. So would get to keep him. We wouldn't have to play with him, him to the World games. Cup or anything like that. So he instantly becomes more valuable. Twelve goals and fifty league appearances. Nineteen goals and eighty nine appearances in all competitions. So he's that would done be great for really well. And he's a, so yeah, he would be great. And we get a forty percent discount because we had a. If we bring him back, sell on right? Because yeah. we had a 40% sell-on fee. Oh, really? Yeah, so if Atletico Monero sells him to another team, we get 40%. What? That's uh, genius. And I think uh, 10% goes to podcasts. I don't know. Yeah, it should. Yeah, it should. Definitely. Ministroni. <laughs> and I saw rumors, too, that Anderson Julio, that rumor just doesn't seem to die. I don't know if that deal's ever going to get done or if it's going to be... I wonder who's keeping those rumors alive. I don't know, is that Brant? his agent working, working Twitter or is that just Brant? <laughs> It's Twittering me. at everyone. Well, I do like Twitter, and I whatever if it's on Twitter, it's true. It's got to be. It's got to be. You true. should post more stuff on Twitter then. But yeah. I'll tell you the the one rumor that I saw that just please do not happen. Bofo Salcedo. Bofo. Bofo. Come on, say it. He wants to come back. Bofo. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> he supposedly, I guess, is well, he's coming from, from Utah, right? Like he grew up in Park City, and he's playing at Pumas in the Mexican League. What are his stats, Brent? Uh, three goals in 48 appearances. He scored, I believe, a goal in his first game. He faked left, went Wait. right across the top of the box, uh -huh. scored a goal. Really? And then what happened? They figured out he they can only it. fake left and go right. Yep, figured it out. Wow. Which I, I actually like the idea of Bofo because he's a Utahn. We don't care about that. Why does it need to be a Utah? Hey, we're, we're trying I'm, to win an MLS fans. Cup, not doing a family reunion. But it'd be cool if somebody on the team was from here, right? Like, isn't that kind of a cool? Well, we got people every. We got every year we get teams from the academy. That should be like, hey, yeah, we we help this guy grow, right? You know, our boys, right? Yeah. Going into mid. Oh, <laughs> a little tear coming out of my eye. <laughs> no, he, but it's kind of kind of ties you to your home state if you're playing for your home club, right? That it would be a great story. There's there's probably a kid in the academy now or a young kid playing in a youth league that is going to be an incredible story when he goes through the academy and gets actually, signed for RSL. We actually do have a really killer youth um, league. There's two age groups that are ranked top in the academies right now. Well, one of my buddies in high school, his uh, younger brother is in the academy right now. Yeah. Virhen is his last name. Nice. But yeah, his, his brother was freaking amazing and so his little brother's got to be even better because he cool. didn't do anything with his career so <laughs> <laughs> like the rest of us <laughs> yeah. what are you talking about i teach tennis <laughs> oh yeah you're way ahead yes well are compared they, to me what kind of field do they play in on is there is it a pitch in the middle is it a yeah, pitch I mean, is it is it the, is it a drainage is it down pool? state street like <laughs> are there are there really big sprinkler boxes right in the middle of the field is it like trying to play baseball in 1915 <laughs> like <laughs> does he have shin splints oh shut up <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was chubby okay i was chubby it was hard to run miles i didn't expect that i thought i'd just show my skills <laughs> they're like go run i'm like oh man oh my gosh exactly um, the last thing i wanted to touch on was uh Kind of the pregame, uh, there was that picture we saw on Twitter 
of uh, the two teams coming together, both wearing their black jackets, flag of Ukraine out front. I don't, I didn't see it on the broadcast, um, but also the show of support for Ukraine was fantastic for me. Absolutely, that was great. I I agree. It's a terrible situation over there. Hopefully, it comes to never should have happened. Never ever should have happened. War. I don't know uh, if there's ever a really a good reason for war. I guess there could be. Uh, not. I mean, not from that perspective. You oil, know what I mean, oil and food. I mean, if if I'm being honest. But, but it's just. You know. It seems like we're in a common era. You know, it seems like all the lines were laid out. You know, this is the, how the world is going to be. Yeah. You know, and Russia not, has plenty of oil and plenty of places it's, to grow food. It's Putin. So. Yeah. It's Putin being a Putin. Yeah. And I guess you know there was you know World War Two. There was a good reason for that. I'm just saying it, it's too bad that it gets to that situation. Absolutely. And, Hopefully it'll all turn out right, but they are an inspiration. The people of Ukraine standing together, standing uh, together, standing against tyranny and fighting. Their president is uh, bad a. Yeah. You want to, he is a he is a, a cool tough dude, guy. tough guy. Thank you. There you and, go. <laughs> well, and a, a couple of other games around the league did it too. They did. They, some really? of them had like shirts underneath, and some of them had. Flags well, of support, we don't but... kneel, do we? Do we kneel at the beginning of the game? Yeah, uh, I don't know. They didn't because the didn't Premier League it. does that. Yeah, I was just wondering if we adopted that or not. Yeah, they, they did it last year. Yeah, I, I, didn't, did. I didn't notice this to but to pay yeah. attention to that because that's also. I think a good I think thing. that's great. I think Show that's really support. awesome. I think we need yeah. to do something for Ukraine like that. And I believe there's a rally at the state capitol tomorrow. I saw five p.m. I think is the if you want to go show your support on what day. Uh, tomorrow, Monday, Monday, the 20, I guess, 20, yeah, Monday the twenty. You might not have this podcast. <laughs> you know, you might listen on a Wednesday. It might, so it might be March. It might Smith. not be tomorrow. It might have been yesterday, depending on when you're listening. So, well, we hope that Just you to be took clear. the opportunity to show your support, however, for the people it. of Ukraine. Yes. Absolutely, there you go. One other thing before we go, uh, the Come On Crawley update. Oh yeah, the Come, Come On Crawley, Crawley Town Come on, Crawley. update. <laughs> Soon to be random fan Crawley Town. Yeah, Crawley Town random fan podcast. Let's hear it. Crawley Town beat the league leaders two nil yesterday. What? Oh, excuse me, two to one. What? It was a great game. I watched it. I yeah, the the I wasn't it the uh, the dude with the red shirt uh, passed it to the other guy and then he shot it and then it went past the dude in the goal. Right. Yeah, it was they, really they, good. Yeah, they. <laughs> They put Thanks the ball. In depth, in depth analysis. <laughs> they, uh, Crowley, Crowley Town is red, just so you know. Yep. They put the ball in back of the net, which is the twice. Goal. twice. 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 And they did it against the league leaders, Forrest Green, who back in August took it to them six to three. Right. And they have Ooh. Premier League hopes, Forrest Green. Well, they want to get promoted. They're probably going to get promoted. They're 11.9 points, I think, ahead. In the standings in League Two, they'll never make it to Premier League. No, they're too tiny. It, yeah. Forest Green, but they're doing great. It was just cool for them. But come on, Crawley. Well, Luton Town, yeah, Luton is Town. in the championship. And I went to their game. I just told that story. Yes, in 2016, they were playing in League Two. Now they're in the championship, and headed to the Premier League. Right? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but that you, would be really cool to see, though. Yeah. But it, th- I don't think they could sustain. And I think uh, uh, there have been players like, remember Bolton Wanderers? 
Yeah. No, I don't. They were playing in the Premier League, and I believe they were down in League well, Two last year. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think uh, Casey Keller or one of those guys. How do you for know him. so many random freaking <laughs> names? Anytime we talk about something, like we talk about, oh, yeah, the one time this ref, I can say that I hated the ref. For a bad decision. He's like, oh, yeah, that was Jonathan Tugston or something like that. They also had a midfielder. Oh, my mistake. It was Brad Friedel who played for Blackburn Rovers, and he played there like eight years. Uh, This is all out of your brain. You have a laptop, but you're not clicking anything, man. (laughs) It wasn't Tyler Twelman. It was was Uh, another guy. Um, who played for Bolton? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, the other guy. Not. <laughs> I was. I was waiting for you to say his name. <laughs> he broke his leg, man. He broke his leg. Stuart Holden was the player that yes, American Stuart. player played for Bolton, and he's a broadcaster now, like Taylor Twellman is. Oh, okay. Yes. I got so you. Stu Holden played for Bolton and uh, broke his leg. He he got over the ball over the top of the ball by Nigel DeYoung just broke his leg. It was, it was nasty. When was this? You can look that up. It's been more homework. 8 years, 10 years. Eight years, 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Good, good player. Stu Holden was on the rise, played in Houston back when Houston was bringing people up and and throwing them into the uh British Isles, if you will. The European. The European place. Across the pond. Across the pond. <laughs> so that was the Come On Crawley update. And if you're interested, go follow Crawley. Would be love to have uh, uh, a whole bunch of uh, <laughs> Come on, Utah, Crawley. Utah fans following Crawley Town You can't FC. be an RSL fan without supporting your local Crawley Town. <laughs> <laughs> that but would be actually fun. Also, too, we'd love to hear about who you follow. Who else? Who? Yeah, absolutely. Please tell us who you follow. You know, what other teams, what other leagues, what gets yeah. you. Champions League's kind of cool, heating, heating up there. We'll do a little segment on that next week. Mm-hmm. You can find us, RSL Podcast, on Instagram, Twitter, mm. Facebook. Spotify. RSL Random Fan. Podcast. RSL Random Fan Podcast on Spotify. all those. Can we do a segment where it's called, What Grinds My Gears? <laughs> about that game or something <laughs> what grinds my gears <laughs> what grinds your gears so it's it's a formula one update is that, is that what you don't really grind my gears <laughs> both of <them> coming back <laughs> <laughs> okay so next time grind what grinds my gears well, that was right. fun thank you again my Ho- name hopefully is you enjoyed it as much as we did yeah my name is brant goble and uh this was we were joined by brennan goble and tyler thomas have a good day Toodles.